if you can imagine the best day of your life and then just multiply it by ten, you'll see the size of my erection. G da e da e da k 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 Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the G.E.E.K podcast. It's Dan and Reg. 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 Yep, yep. Yeah. One, two. 42. What's 42 significant for, Reg? Um, me being amazing. <laughs> it's the meaning of the life, the universe and everything. Hey. Do you not know? Pitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Correct, yes. And um, what was the computer that, that decided that was the answer? Frank. Nope. Deep Thought. Okay. And um, oh, I thought meant deep thought. As what in was the question? Deep what was the question now? I don't know. Exactly, no one does. So they made another computer. What was the second computer called? Frank. The Earth. Uh, and that's. It was then, uh, like, thousands and thousands and thousands of years later, when the Earth had finished its uh, computational uh, calculations to find out what the an- what the question was, and there was a woman in a coffee shop. Um, in London, that was just about to realise, just as the Vogons blew up Earth to build their interstellar hyperspace bypass. Of course, hmm? of course. Speaking of bypasses, did you know Joanna Lumley, right, <laughs> is 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 building a bridge across the, um, the the River Thames, which is literally just like a park. It's an organic bridge. Uh, it goes across, so cars just aren't going through. It's just okay. all like trees and plant life, and you okay. can just go and just walk across it. I right can smack bang in the middle of the River Thames. I can safely say I did not know that. And now but you do. Yeah. See, we're educational. Indeed, yeah. we are, sir. Not just hilarious, we're educational. <laughs> uh, trust that, Joanna Lumley. Yeah. Does a lot. Finger in lots of pies. <laughs> Where you gonna go with that? Then? No, nowhere. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's episode forty-two. Um, ten more, and we'll have done a year, and then it, and then we'll finish. It's over. What? Yeah, that's it. A year, that'll do. I think people have had enough. Or maybe they just got started. True. Maybe we're just getting started, Red. Maybe year one is just the beginning. Year one, just like Batman, year one. Yeah. So what? What episode will be our uh, Dark Knight Returns? 69. That's not far off. <laughs> That's really I, I, not I, far I, off. I think I just like the number. <laughs> okay. Maybe 669. How's that? I reckon six, we six, can six. go for several. Yeah, maybe. I think I don't I think we should skip that one because that's got evil connotations. Which is what would be amazing about it. Okay. I reckon that might be the next one that Steve actually appears on. <laughs> yeah, roughly. <laughs> That's in what, in about seven and a half years, if my quick math calculations Sounds is right. Sounds about right for Steve. Yeah, about that, maybe. Yeah, Steve's not here. Ah! <laughs> Shock horror. Um, yeah, he's somewhere or other. Um, somewhere. I forget where. He's just not here. That's all that matters. So. Well... As if you didn't get used to that by now, listeners. No. So we do apologise again. Yep. Maybe he might appear Again, someday. wasting 30 seconds of uh, talking time by explaining that he's not here when people just assume by now. Yeah. Yeah. He's still very much a part of the G-Dot crew. We just don't really hear or see <laughs> <laughs> He came to Thought Bubble. That he did. Yeah, and he got free t-shirts, so there you go. He gave us fodder for um, entertaining conversation on the pod. Indeed. But you know what? Thought Bubble was just one of one of several exciting things we did that weekend. So we recorded the last part on Sunday afternoon. Yep. So all we'd done that weekend was Thought Bubble. Um, and that evening, we went to Xbox One on tour in Manchester, which was awesome. But more on that later. Um, we will talk about that much later, Reg. First up, what we want to talk about is what happened on Monday. 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 Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Do you remember that fateful day we drove to Manchester? Yeah, I am still I was unsure about who these were. Yeah, we went to see a band, possibly possibly one of the greatest bands of all time. Definitely the best band that's come out of Canada. It's wonderful. That's right, the Bare Naked Ladies. Who? Bare Naked Ladies. BNL? Ladies? No. Naked, Bare Naked? No. Is, is this the girl group? No, 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 no. It's guys actually. It's actually oh, some right. guys. Five, five, four, four guys now. Used to be five. Uh, okay, they sang uh, "Old Apartment," um, "Break Your Heart." No. Nope. Brian nope. Wilson. No. No. Um, 
Uh, or, uh, another postcard. Um, pinch me. But the um, no, I don't know. No. Um, um, uh, if I had a million dollars, one week. Oh, Chickadee China. Yeah, the Chickadee China guys. Yeah. Oh, I know the Chickadee China right. guys. It's that that one hit wonder, which all <laughs> well. of a sudden people just seem to come back. And right. And Red oh, was yeah. just doing an impression of everyone in the world. Um, so can I stop this? Now? You can stop that now. All oh, right, this Monday so was <laughs> immense. Right, if if you can imagine the best day of your life. Like just just ever, and then just multiply it by ten, and you'll see the size of my erection. It it was insanely oh good, right? I'm a massive fan um, of the ladies, um, and we went to see them in Manchester as dancers. Bare naked. Um, now, admittedly, I adored them when it was the Steve Page era. Yeah, um, so that, used to be a five was, piece. Yeah, that was my ultimate like band mm-hmm. ever. My favourite thing. I followed them for years and years. Um, and then when Steve left, they did a tour a few years back. Um, and I took one of my other friends and the girlfriend to go see them. And Misses. I was really dubious about how it was going to play off. This was the All in Good Time tour. Um, and it was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. And then I was dead dubious about this time around. I was like, I hope it's going to be better. I hope it's going to be better. Oh, my days. It was amazing. So good. One of the best shows I've seen all year. Just almost perfect. It was it was just so entertaining from start to finish. The support at Booth Bugafro, um was legendary. Yeah, um, he's a very British comedian. He does um, basically songs and also kind of stand up type things, but really stupid jokes, really stupid songs. Yes, but like, um, <laughs> what's what's an what's example? Um, don't put that there. It'll fall. Oh, it's one of the titles. Uh, what else has he got? Uh, giraffes can't play harmonicas, so that can't be a giraffe. Yes, yeah, so that can't be a giraffe, <laughs> which is just amazing, brilliant. But again, the song titles have nothing at all yeah. to do. I found the face of Jesus in my songs. cereal this morning. How drunk was he last night? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's the thing I love because apparently he does that because um, people won't get the joke straight away. It won't have the joke ruined for them. Then there's no spoiler. Oh yeah, it doesn't set up the song. something really ridiculous. Yeah, like Bungie Girl or My Friend's Polar Bear. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's great, but again, um, I did a little interview with him. Did you now, Reg? I did. It was really bizarre, but so entertaining. He's, okay, yeah, Boothby is slightly mental um, and obsessed with scratch cards, as you may find out. Should we drop it in here? I think we should drop it in so, right wait, here. Not yet. Here is Reg um, doing his best <laughs> to, yeah, to, try and to <laughs> interview uh, Mr. Boothby Griffo. Um, yeah, here you are. Hi, so I'm Reg from Geek Podcast here with Boothby Griffo. Boothby Griffo, even. <laughs> Hello. Um, so, first and foremost, obviously, just want to say thanks very much for the show tonight. It's Pleasure. fantastic. Um, if you don't know, Booth Griffo is a comedian extraordinaire. Um, he's just released his fifth album called Nomad, um, and he's also on tour with Ben Naked Ladies, uh, which is how we grow to know you, as probably quite a few of the people in the UK did. So, first question I suppose I want to ask is, how did that come around? Don't mind skin. Uh, yeah, I know Kevin from a long time ago, Kevin Hearn, and and he was before he was with Bare Naked Ladies. I met him, and then and then about a year after I'd met him, he rang me up and said, "Hey, guess what? I'm with the Bare Naked Ladies." <laughs> so it went like that, really. That's a great impression. Great impression. It's just him, isn't it? <laughs> Down to a T. Um, I suppose the other thing as well is we. I've seen you quite a few times do your normal stand-up routine as well. Uh, oh, where how dare you? Sorry, <laughs> where it's not just you, the yeah. guitar. It's actually you without the the guitar, just doing your oh, usual yeah. stand-up routine. So with that, and I know you write as well for Omid Jolly. Well, no, no. I, you, to be honest, I spend time with him. He comes up with all this funny stuff, and I write it down. Right. Essentially. I'm a so, so which which do you prefer to do? Do you prefer to do the stand up without the guitar, or is your favourite your main love the music? Well, that's good fun, you know. Doing that's good fun. Yeah, play a good band. It's a good band. You did have a cracking backup yeah, band. They are, they are pretty good. And also, I suppose the question I want to ask as well is: Are you going to be the replacement for Steve Page after that amazing <laughs> performance of Be My Yoko Ono? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> that that was such a surprise. It was absolutely fantastic. I uh, really appreciated it. Uh, so what's next for you? Because I believe that obviously you've done a few uh, show plays as well. Um, you've been on the radio, you've conquered that, you've conquered, I suppose, the English version of Broadway. I think obscurity awaits me now. That's what I'm looking for, obscurity. I quite like obscurity. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. I'm doing a show next year uh, called Scratch about, uh, about scratch cards. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do one, see if we win. 
And this is the show. I, I, I do uh, two halves. One half is just me telling jokes and singing songs, and the other half is me doing scratch cards. And uh, this is this is pretty much a good taste of it. And we ha we haven't won. We haven't won. And uh, yeah, if we win, I share it with the uh, I share it with the with the audience. No, we didn't win. Well, I'm quite upset now you didn't yeah. win, to be honest. <laughs> but, oh, well. That's a taste of what it's like. So if you want more of that, come and see me. <laughs> it's, it's quite phenomenal. Obviously, we, I've been following you on, tw on Twitter now for quite a while, which is at BooBeeGafro. Um, probably the most hilarious Twitter feed I think I've ever had the privilege to read. Um, the one thing that always gets me is on Twitter you seem so political, yet you rarely bring it to your music. Um, you do every now and again with your sort of standard routines, but you try and leave it out of there, but you bring it predominantly onto your Twitter account. I mean, is there any particular reason why you sort of leave it out of there and you just jump it in, or is it just something that's like a little bit of an interest to yourself? I'm, I'm not really a political animal. I'm a bit u useless, to be honest. I don't know. I, uh, I, was, I was described once as the most political comedian, or one of the most political comedians in the country a few years ago, because that's my milk being delivered. Because uh, a journalist asked me uh, who were the most political comedians in the country, and I said me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So she wrote that down. But everything's politics, isn't it? Everything is politics. Everything you do. What you're holding in your hand, there, there, everything is politics. The roads you use, pavement, everything. You can't escape it. It's all politics. And it's, you know, for a comedian, it, it, unfortunately, the Tories, just a godsend, really. Yeah, I mean, you've just your last album you released on Kickstarter, uh, Nomad, and that's how you, you crowdfunded it. Obviously, you've got a huge crowd following, which is why it surpassed it quite soon. Um, but I want to know the reasons to why you decided to go Kickstarter for this, for this route instead uh, of your I'll usual. Do it again, actually, with the next album. Uh, well, it's great, isn't it, to sell it before you've made it? It's a brilliant idea. Well, I like yeah. that idea. <laughs> it, it, it's, uh, it's a good one. Uh, Marillion, do you remember Marillion? Yeah. Do you know they're, they're one of the most successful bands in the country? Oh, right. But they won't play them on the radio because long before Kickstarter and, and crowdsourcing, Marillion dropped out of record companies and they said, no, we're going to do it ourselves. So they have, they have an enormous fan base. And if Marillion have a gig, they, they sort of took social media before it was social media. And now if Marillion have a gig, they just tell all their fans we're doing a gig and everybody goes, Woof. but you'll never hear them on the radio because the record companies and the powers that be went, you can't do that. And so they ignore them. But nevertheless, Marillion are, are huge, but they're the, the biggest band you'll never hear, hear of. I think uh, Depeche Mode did a similar sort of thing. And, and didn't, um, didn't uh, what's the name of... Thanks, dude. <laughs> Keith added. Thanks, man. Thank you. What's the, what's the name of the, uh, the guy? Tom York uh, from Radiohead. Radiohead. They did a thing where you paid what you wanted for the album. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to go. But, so is this good? <laughs> so is this this isn't going to be your sort of usual route now from, from your albums going yeah, forward? Kickstart. Yeah, Kickstarter. Yeah, superb. Forward, really. Superb. And have you got a after the after the back of this tour? Are you going to be doing a, your own tour now? Your own stand up yeah, yeah, again? In March. In March, I think. No, no, January. I start. I start touring in January around England and Wales or Scotland. And is this going to be your stand up without guitar, or are you going to be bringing music towards this one? There will be there will be a first half of stand up and guitar, and a second half of scratch. <laughs> scratch. Let's do another one. I've got another one. Excellent. So so you actually, so this is a genuine show that you will be you will be performing your scratch. Yeah, yeah. I, this is genuinely what I do. I just do scratch. Everybody in the audience gets a scratch card, and when we've got oh we've got a winner, we've got a bloody winner. You see, what you've got there is a diamond, which means you've won. You see, nice. A diamond means you've won. Can you see that? And, and, and what you find, you don't find out what your prize is until you scratch that bit off. So potentially that is either two pound or it could be two hundred and fifty thousand pound. So what we have there is Schrodinger's lottery ticket. Ooh, it actually could be both at the same time. <laughs> and he's been very clever and he hides it back in his pocket, so well, we don't yeah, know what it's going to be. <laughs> the interview is free. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'll leave you. Go to back now and scratch your scratch card. That's Hopefully, right. fingers crossed. It's yeah, it's the know. massive winner. Could be a big winner, man. But thank you very much for your time today. You'll, you'll never hear of me again. <laughs> I hope that's not true. But thank you very much again. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. Right, there we are. Yeah, weird. <laughs> very weird. As you could probably hear from the sound. It, like, but the thing is, he was interested. It wasn't, it, from the sound of it, people might be thinking, wow, that sounds weird. Yeah, that's Booty Befro. That's completely Down him. to a T for you. And we should have really expected it.
but um, I don't think we could have been prepared. No, but <laughs> but he was also he was the nicest. He was one of the nicest guys to interview because oh, he, like, we, when when we waited for him, yeah. he was like, "Yeah, I'm just going to be five minutes," and then he would like tweet us again, going, "Actually, seven actually, minutes, make, yeah, make it seven. You're going to be very specific." But he was like, as soon as he walked out, he's like, "I'm looking for the geeks. I'm looking yeah. for geeks." I'm like, "Yeah, that's us." He's like, "Ah, sorry for keeping you waiting." And then he's like, "How about we do it around here where it's quiet?" And he was really, really nice and you know, really yeah. wanted to to help us out. And then he done his usual boothby, which was just mm-hmm. just mentalness. I mean, uh, he's very like he's been touring with the Bannock Ladies for years. I mean, when when, when was the two thousand seven? Yeah, you got you got to be talking seven eight years, I reckon at yeah. least. Um, so everyone who goes to a Bernie Lady show pretty much knows him as well, which is quite good. Um, but he's just very, very, very funny guy. So bizarre. Um, has what's he on his fifth album? Kicks, yep. Kickstarted his latest album. And no, well, in fact, why am I repeating what he's just said in the he's interview? Just said it. But yeah, but he holds a very, very good point. Why, why spend money to make something and then try and sell it? Sell it first and then make it. Yeah. So. So, with that, we'd like to announce our Kickstarter for... No, why are you joking? Geek T-shirts. We should well do a Kickstarter for something associated with us. Yeah. At some point soon. Geek action figures. How good would that... What? what, What, If if yours had a catchphrase... A a 3D printer. What what would your catchphrase be for your... If you press the button and he talks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yours... Wait, would yours be... um, What's it? Really, really, really excited for anal. (laughs) <laughs> I don't or would it be do to be fair? It'd either be either of those two, right? Uh, or it would be join the Shenmue tweetathon, <laughs> Shenmue, Shenmue, Shenmue. <laughs> or it'd be like yes. oh, I need booze. It'd be one of those. Oh, it could be all of them. It could be all of those. Yep. If I have five, five phrases. Yep. Um, I think it'd be the best five. Would mine just be like? Uh, let me just consult my list. Yep. Yeah. And Steve's would be. Steve's please figure would just be an empty box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be the packaging. Just be like, yeah, just yeah, Steve's not here, man. <laughs> One day. Right. But after we spoke to Boothby, um, who did you speak to? I said hi to Jim. Right. Um and, and Kev yeah. was there at some yeah, point. Yeah. Um and then I went and had a photo taken with the illustrious as I like to call him, okay. Ed Robertson. Yeah. Um yeah, and then yeah. we asked if we could do a little mini interview. He said yes. He said yeah, sure, sure. And then I panicked. Yeah, something rotten. We 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 talked about this before the show. We were like, great, we got yeah, Boothby interview. This will be brilliant. Um, yeah, are we gonna? Should we see if? I mean, obviously, if we see him outside, we've got to ask. We've got to ask Ed. Yeah. If he'll do an interview, are you are you prepared? We got some questions where he's like, oh, I don't know, I can't be. I just don't know. I just can't. All of the feels. Well, actually, what I said was, yeah, of course I've got loads of stuff I'd love yeah. to ask him because, you know, I've followed them for nearly 20 years of my life. I absolutely love them. Yeah. And then when he said yes, I then turned around and went, I was lying. I'm not ready in the slightest. <laughs> this is going to be weird. Yes. Um, now, obviously, we're going to put the audio in in a minute, but you really need to watch the video because Reg's face is amazing. <laughs> Reg is just, he's, he's, the grin does not leave his face. Um, you can tell, you can see, you can... Hear and see you trying to be a really good like interviewer, asking him very serious, probing questions, and just trying not to geek out. But there's a couple of moments you definitely do. I, I geeked out a lot through it. I tried yeah. to hold my my posture as much as I could do, but at the end of the day, I've loved these guys for years, yes. and it was just I don't know. We bonded over the Benny ladies, Reg. We did bond Benny ladies, ladies and soul wax. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very bizarre. But um, have a, there you go. Have a listen to the interview. Um, have a laugh at, at Reg, um, just fumbling over his words as he tries to um, stay calm. And then, if you do watch a video after this, so you can see it video yes. as well. Then the moustache is just literally from November. That's true. <laughs> it's not for, <laughs> and it is now gone because this is the first of December. Yes. Yeah. Woohoo! Here it is. <laughs> Hi, so this is Reg from Geek Podcast here with Ed Robinson, uh, lead singer and frontman of the Bare Naked Ladies. So uh, first of all, I just want to say that was a fantastic show tonight. It was uh, just phenomenal. So how does it feel to be back in the UK? Oh, it's fantastic. We don't get over here enough. Um, the crowds are amazing here. They're, they're like nowhere else. People are very experienced music watchers here, you know, because... Between the festival culture and the fact that every band comes here to play, uh, the audiences are just really unique here. 
Yeah, I I grew up um, with my uncle learning guitar, and the f- very first like song I properly ever heard was from Gordon. And from that moment on, I I was basically a Bare Naked Ladies fan growing up, if I liked it or not. And then I absolutely just fell in love uh, from from that moment on. So when everyone moved into sort of the pop and the the indie, I was always a follower of the ladies. And it was just something that always resonated with me. The the lyrics, the, and you still do it. You persist through. And I don't. I'd love to know your your way that you get into your songwriting. Because uh, obviously it's changed now that that Steve's gone, and you now accumulate as a band. How has it changed the process of writing a song? Well, I think that. Th- the process of songwriting has been in a constant state of change for me. You know, you you learn something with every song you write. You learn something with every record you make, and you learn something every time you go on tour. Um, so, I mean, I think it's been a constant evolution for me. I th- I think uh, what I hope is happening with my writing is that it's getting uh, less self-conscious. You know, I felt like this last record was quite effortless to to write and record um, it took me a long time to get going on the songs but it was because I really j- just didn't want to force it you know uh, I think the the last record all in good time was quite a difficult record to make because there was a lot of um, figuring out um, you know how people were going to perceive it and how we were going to do it and it just, I think we kind of second-guessed ourselves all over the place on the last record. So with the experience of that and the success of touring that record, we just, I think we really hit the ground running on this record. And I just felt really confident in my writing. I felt really confident in the band. And it's the most fun I've ever had making a record. We we just totally had a blast. I'd say here in the record, you can you can hear the element of fun coming through which resonates again with the videos um odds are i mean i'm a massive rooster teeth fan um i absolutely love rooster teeth uh, which if you don't know it's a website that does a lot of gaming and information on there um you've done a video before with them captain awesome uh, for city of heroes uh, which again check it out on youtube it's on there captain was, dynamic uh, captain dynamic sorry not yes. captain awesome captain dynamic um how did that come about how did you join with rooster teeth because you've also done some voiceover work haven't you for them with yep. red v versus blue how did that come around? Yeah, I do the voice of Captain Butch Flowers on the Red vs. Blue series. If you don't know it, Google Red vs. Blue immediately, uh, especially if you're a video game fan. It is the greatest thing ever. Uh, I just stumbled on it. I, I I think they were written up in Games Magazine, or it was either that or a Wired article or something. But I think it was the UK Mag Games. Right. Uh, I don't know if it still exists, but um, I'm a total video game geek and they mentioned this new art form called machinima which is essentially animation but using game engines to do all the work um so i looked it up and i they were in like their first season at the time and i just shot them an email and said hey i'm this guy in this band and i love what you do i think it's hilarious and they wrote back oh we're big fans of you guys and i said oh it's too bad we hadn't met sooner because you know we're in pre-production rehearsal we've got a big tour starting in two days and bernie said well we could have some stuff ready for you guys tomorrow so they did like six custom animation spots with hilarious scripts and turned it around in like 10 hours uh so we just became really good friends we kept in touch whenever they asked me to do something i do it because they just they make me laugh and they're awesome that's it. I mean, the the new video for Odds Are, if you haven't watched it already, go on YouTube again or on the BNL website, watch video. It's absolutely hilarious. I mean, obviously, the song is probably the, my favourite song off the album as well, if I'm completely honest, um, but superb. Um, I suppose going back as well into your into your tour, um, at the moment, I went to see you last time you did the tour over here for All In Good Time, um, and the, the set list was, was very heavily focused, obviously, on your songs yeah. uh, whereas this time around you've now altered the agenda and you've gone back in and you've found your feet again going back in jailed as a team I mean how does the set list sort of alter in your head what so, how do you decide what you're going to sort of play for each tour uh, you know uh, funny on the, on the last tour we really overthought that and it was really important when we played what and and uh, you know okay we're gonna do a song that Steve used to sing now and it, we were really careful about what was around it and now we just don't fucking care at all (laughs) it's now we just play whatever we feel like playing uh and we get requests from people on twitter and stuff day of show and we throw those into the set list so 
we've got so much material now um, that, you know, we can't make everybody happy. So what we try to do is just play the biggest hits and then use the rest of the set to just have fun and, and play stuff that we want to play and stuff that people want to hear. Um, we're very fortunate that we have, uh, you know, we're doing a 90-minute set. We've got lots of time to sort of stretch out. I really like the acoustic section in the middle where yeah. we kind of strip things down. and We go blue glass with the, the microphone in the middle. Yeah, it's really fun. Adore that section. Really, really good. Cool. Um, the other thing as well, just obviously you've been speaking to Bidvika Fro, um, he wants to take Steve's place after Be My Yoko Ono. Um, how do you feel about that? Because to be fair, that was the biggest surprise I think I've ever seen doing you doing a tour. Um, like I said, I've been following you for years. I mean, was that planned, pre-planned for a, for a long time, or was it just a sort of off the cuff? You're going to fly with this? He was. Uh, he did it with us uh, on the American tour because um, we brought him over um, to open all the American shows, and we just had such fun doing it. So we wanted to give him the chance to do it at home. I, I love the fact that he's he's been your support for every time in the UK for the past few years. And when you took him over to America, and you took him on the Ships and Dips tour as well. Yeah. How how did the sort of the American audience find him in the the reverse? Because he's he's quite UK-ish with yeah. his sense of humour and so off the wall and oddball that sometimes when you take English humour to abroad, quite a few people don't get it. But they seem to love him as well. So, I mean, do you find that? you prefer to have him over there or would you usually go with again like a sort of an American comedian or again you stick with Gusta quite a lot don't you as well yeah. well we just we like to tour with people we like uh, you know and having yeah having Boothby open these shows is just it's a really good time for us I stand at the side of the stage every night and laugh along with the audience you know I think he's just an incredible performer it's great to get on stage and play with him and yeah he, he knocks Yoko out of the park when he comes up and does it with us it's great fun yeah, it was. It was me to fair. That was superb. I remember a fair few years back, we played when you'd done Royal Court Theatre in Liverpool. And we were outside actually playing some songs and you walked past and you joined in with the crowd. Um, and you picked up uh, Dan's guitar. And while me and you walked up and down, I was playing the, the Maracas at the time, I think it was. And we played a few songs up and down the crowd. And that's what I love about you is the fact that you you adore the crowd and you always bring them in no matter how many people are waiting outside you will stay to the very end you don't see a lot of, of bands now do this what what makes the crowd so important for you that you you want to stick and you make sure that everybody to here has that show that you can always be remembered well i mean you know i wouldn't be where i am without our audience you know we have we have an amazing audience and every band says they have an amazing audience but the thing about our audience is other bands tell us we have the best fans yeah. uh, it's we're really lucky we have a really um, supportive um, intelligent fan base uh, and I'm just really grateful for that you know so for me it's just important to be grateful and be graceful uh, around people because you know no matter how tired I might be or how uh, whatever's gone on with me. I know that, like, for people that are waiting outside or people who are in the show, the band means a lot to them, and that those few moments are what they're going to get with us. So I just always try to be mindful of the fact that... Because I, I'm a fan, you know? I know how excited I get when I meet uh, people that I'm really into. So I just always try to keep that in mind and... and know that you're the reason I have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> just no more planes. <laughs> um, but as, just one more question and I will let you go in because I understand how cold it is out here. Um, this see in Canada, this is nothing. This is, <laughs> this is summer weather. <laughs> and obviously, it's, it's become a part of history now for every single Bare Naked Ladies album to be recorded. One song always gets done in the nude. Was that still the case with Grinning Streak? You know, now that we've gotten older and a little sick of each other's nudity, uh, the naked track has become less important to us. So <laughs> the last couple records, we haven't bothered doing it because the reason we started doing it was it, it added this crazy excitement because we were young guys. It was something stupid to do. But now we've seen each other naked so much that it just doesn't change anything at all. So we didn't bother. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Cheers. It's so nice to meet you. You've been my hero for so many years, so oh, right that's been superb. Um, if you haven't already, go online, buy a ticket for the rest of the UK tour. It, you won't obviously regret it. It's superb. And obviously go out and buy Grinning Streak. So thank you very much, Ed. Cheers. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.
And there you have it, Reg. Oh, just listening back to it again just brings a massive smile to my face. Like, when people can honestly say they've 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 hit it, they've done it, they don't need to do any more with life. Right. Apart from Steve Page, that is my one thing. Life, I, I, life complete. Yeah, Achievement unlocked. I, I could quite happily leave Geek now and just be content with my life. But I won't because I'm not in it for me. I'm in it for you guys. Oh, yeah. You I get some out of it at least. Oh, yeah. yeah. But um, I would highly recommend their new album as well. Obviously, we made a bit of a joke for a lot of people know him for one week and a lot of people know him for maybe if I had a million dollars. And the Big Bang Theory theme tune, of course. Um, it did all start with the Big Bang. It really did. Bang! But um, they've consistently, apart from one little hiccup, had amazing, amazing albums. Yes. Um, do you know what? The Greatest Hits is a perfect place. Um, uh, what is it stops if you... Is that the, that's the, um, oh, well, what's it called? The Greatest Hits, Disc 1. Yeah, but you can't really get that anymore. One. What was the new one they did? Uh, stop us if you've heard this before. Wasn't that the, no, that was the B-Size and Rarities one. All right, okay. Um, ooh. <laughs> it's called something. It's fine. Go on. By the, 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 go, they have it in HMV and it's on sale for five ninety nine. Um, but it's well worth it. Or if you have Spotify, if you have anything, just go and listen. Listen to listen to the old apartment. Listen to uh, break your heart if you want to just bore your eyes out. That's the best song uh, ever made. Pinch me. Uh, falling for the first time. Just so many amazing songs. We went to see them a few years back, and what they used to do with every tour was they used to do. Naked rap. Um, well, they used to do Naked Raps, but they used to record every single. Oh, um, yeah, and that as well, yeah, of every course. Every single album, uh, every single tour they did. And sell it, buy it immediately. It. Yeah, buy on it straight drive. on USB. And I pestered Steve for so many gigs. And we never used to go to like one when they were over here. We used to yeah, go to like two or three. Many. Um, and I pestered and pestered and pestered for Break Your Heart. And then the last time we ever seen the Naked Ladies full on with Steve Page, mm. he played Break Your Heart. Which is Reg's pretty much all-time favourite song. I cried like a little girl the entire way through it. It was just so emotional. Yeah. It was ah, oh, it was superb, wonderful. Such a such a beautiful song. But yes, um, so you do Benica raps as well, um, oh. and the Benica raps and melodies. Me- Me- medleys. Medley. <laughs> ah, every time. One day I'll get this right. They do medleys as well, um, and the medleys um, basically consist of loads of chart hits. At the moment, so the done um, blurred lines, uh, <laughs> trouble, um, the Taylor Swift tube, which was just dead entertaining, um, thrift shop, and titanium. Yeah, and it, was, and it was just a little dance and everything. It was just so good. They have this dance that they generally just pretty much do on every tour, which is awesome as well. They've been doing the same dance for years. Yeah, <laughs> a genius. I mean, they're amazing musicians, but they're so funny as well. And they're, it's like, it's this, you know. Four middle-aged Canadians rapping, basically, which is awesome. Just straight off the top of the dome, freestyling. Yeah, r- r- freestyle. The microphone. Yeah, like uh, this. This one. Um, they were talking about um, going to the Christmas markets in Manchester, <laughs> and just how literally, like, we're, we're in November, and Manchester is, is Christmas Town, UK. They called it because it's just Christmas everywhere. And one of the stalls, well, three or four of the stalls, were selling like little um, kind of steel figurines of like you'd have one that's, let's say, a, uh, you know, a little Santa Claus, and then you'd have a predator, and then you'd have the alien from Aliens, and then you'd have another predator, and then you'd have like a sword from some movie, and then you'd have another predator. And then you walk around the corner, and there's one of the guys that stands on a box, and you know, like asking for money or whatever, dressed up there standing there as a predator and he was like manchester has some obsession with predator and then just starts rapping about it yeah it's <laughs> it just amazing it super i wish they did still record the shows yeah because that would have been awesome like yeah what have we had in the past dog puncher about some guy in a park We're punching the streets dog. of liverpool dog puncher um <laughs> yeah just awesome Highly, highly recommend having a listen. Um, and if that interview didn't really spur you on to make you go, what a funny, genuinely nice guy. Yeah, Captain Dynamic. Pressing yeah. the awesome button. That's, That's, true. Where That's true. you got, so That's where you got Captain Awesome from, because he's like, yeah, press he's the awesome, awesome button. button. Yeah. What's awesome. that do? Awesome. It, it's on the button. <laughs> it's awesome button. 
It yeah. makes awesome things Definitely happen. search for that. Captain Dynamic. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Whether you like Rooster Teeth or not. Yeah, it's just genuinely a really yeah. funny, funny video. Yeah. But anyway, the other thing we talked about that we did, though, we've mentioned before, we went to the Xbox One on tour, did we uh-huh. not? It was fun. So Xbox came out two days earlier, and they, they'd uh, basically, Microsoft rented um, a whole space in um, one of the buildings in Manchester and just decorated it all Xbox One, two floors, probably about 60, 70 Xbox One consoles all set up there with various games to have a play on. Mm-hmm. And we had a mooch, and it was moochos fun. It was really, really enjoyable. It's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, and the the games themselves as well, um, surprisingly, took me took me well well back. Yeah. Um, Killer Instinct was by far the highlight there. Killer Instinct was amazing. Mm. It I, I was dead dubious about how it was going to turn out. Watching it in the in development and watching it being played through, it was a little bit too slow for my liking. I thought. Um, it just didn't have that Killer Instinct feel, but then actually getting my hands on it and playing it, it was amazing. Yeah. It was so, so good. And just like the combos just come flooding back, and it was just, it was so nice. It looked just incredible. Like an eight hit combo. Yeah. Just going straight out there, like 20 odd hit combos and stuff, and just like just absolutely thoroughly enjoying yeah. every single second of it. Looked beautiful, played fluidly. It and it's free for one character. Jago. Right, so you get Jago for free if you go on Xbox Live and download it, and then you can do microtransactions to buy all the extra characters and also different um, stages, stages and things like that. Yeah, game modes. But I mean, it's thirty four ninety nine for the full complete bundle, and you know what? I'll hopefully they release it in the disc form because I'll buy it on the disc form. Yeah. Um, but failing that, there that'll be my day one purchase straight off the bat. Mm. It was it was phenomenal. It really really was such a good nice title to play on. Aye. What else do we have a go of? Um, Rise. Rise, yeah. Son of Rome. Yeah. I don't know whether any of our uh, our listeners have got an Xbox One. Um, I'd be interested in hearing what everyone actually got on day one. But, um, yeah, Rise was pretty good. Rise is... Who's the team behind it? What have they been doing before? It's Crytek. Crytek. Okay, so there you go. Behind Crisis. So as you know, it's, it's it, look it looks beautiful because Crytek always push boundaries and just make sure that their games look stunning. Uh, we only got to play what was supposed to be classed as the multiplayer arena part, but for some reason they couldn't set up multiple link accounts, so we played the the multiplayer single player, uh, yeah. going through the the arena stages of the, like the Colosseum, so to speak, um, and it it looked nice. It played all right. Quite clunky, but it was quite it was, difficult it as well. Nice. I thought it's quite hard. It's the yeah. only game that I really didn't finish, if you know what I mean. Finish the demo. I yeah. died both times. I think again we we had that <laughs> that really we we played it in the wrong way around because we literally hit that after we played Dead Rising three, and since they're both sort of like hack and slash games, mm. um, oh, yeah, Dead Rising three was phenomenal. Like just the sheer scale of it. Yeah, um, that's the one thing. I mean, they've they've come out and said yes, it won't look the prettiest Xbox One game, and we know this. But what we can do, like what everyone else hasn't done, is have at least seven hundred zombies on screen at once. Yeah, which I can believe. And it was just it was carnage from start to finish. Mm. I mean, what yeah, ten minute demo, and by like minute eight, we were in like a thousand odd zombie kills. It was yeah, absolutely insane, absolutely insane. The weapon combos inside it were just so funny and so. So yeah, unique. The costumes. Really good. The costumes were fantastic. I ran into a butcher's and found uh, a, a a bull costume. And so just pressed A on that, dressed up in it and went around killing people dressed as a bull. It was awesome. I wore a really nice night dress, I think. You did. It? That's exactly it. Yep. It, was, it was beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, that, again, that game played brilliant. It played a lot nicer than Dead Rising 1 mm. and 2. I was a little bit unsure if I was going to enjoy it or not. But it was just, it was so much fun. So much fun. The vehicles inside it you could rag around in were entertaining. The methods you can kill the zombies were, were brutal and really, yeah. really fun. And it was just non-stop from start to finish. Yeah. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable on that Once one. we have a go? Battlefield and COD? Battlefield yeah. was was brilliant. Like, I'm shocking at it, but I really, really enjoy it. Uh, Dan just had no idea what was going on, which I think was probably one of the funniest things. I don't know it which one to shoot. I, did, well, I didn't. There was there was people with green over the head, people with blue, and people with red. And... There was at no point with someone like right, you, you're you're green. You need to go and kill the red and the blues. So I'd walk up behind someone. And I'd be about to shoot, and be like, actually, they're on my team. Let's just wait to see if they shoot me. 
No, they've not shot me. Right, maybe that means I'm green. Okay. I go around the corner and someone who's green would then shoot me. I just, I had no idea. It's because green is, in Battlefield 4, you can go in in teams. See, this is helpful so now. Inside your team, like inside your little unit, you'll have you'll have the greens. Right. What's, Im- on what's important here is that I don't care now. Well, that's let me Let me go and buy number three, maybe. Now yeah. we can get it for a fiver. And then you'll care because and then it's I really will good care. fun. I'm sure it is. It's much better than that call of plop. Okay, call, call of duty. poopy, <laughs> yeah. call of duty, that's better, that's much better, that's so obvious, why has no one thought of that? They have quite dang a lot it, of people. Dang it, um, but that, that was funny as well, because again, there was all these, I mean pretty much everyone else in the world has played it, uh, I pretty much haven't, um, and I killed one person in the 10 minute multiplayer session we had, just, I don't know, just really didn't do it for me. No. It's very dull. <laughs> But I love first-person shooters. Like, like you put put me in front of Half-Life Two, and I'm fine, great, I love it. Anything like that. But I don't know, something about this just didn't do it for me. I'm looking forward to rocking Wolfenstein. Uh, uh, see that? Out. Yes, that was incredible. You played that at Eurogame, and that was amazing. Really, really, really want that. Is that's just going to be one one and PS4 and PC, isn't it? It's not 360. Yeah. No. Dang. Um, and we added the obligatory uh, go on FIFA, and in like the 15 minutes we were playing, you scored once. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were so insane because obviously I'm not a, I don't follow football as we've already had this conversation. Neither do I. But so as you're going, I through, like playing football I games. Like, There's nothing stopping them <laughs> being fun. I was going through. I was like, oh no, that's definitely a line out. And they're like, oh, touchdown, when I went to score a goal. And you're like, what are you saying? And people around me are like, what yeah. is he looking at? Yeah. What is the hell the is he saying? Reg was that guy. <laughs> I was going, yeah, let's play some FIFA soccer ball. The, like, you kept that, saying soccer ball. Yeah. Like, Definitely that, kept saying soccer ball. Oh, I was just laughing my head off. You still won. Really enjoyed it. And I still won twice. Yeah. Once on penalties. Oh, that doesn't count. And then once golden goal, which was just awesome. Yeah, what else? And we got very tired playing uh, Connect Sports Rivals. I can't believe how much that actually does hurt your arms towards the Good end. Good little workout that. It was mm. brilliant. I mean, that the the recognition for Connect. I always try and you know I'm not much a fan of Connect, and I usually do slag it off. But the the actual a lot better. The monitoring of that was was spot on. Yeah. It was absolutely superb. Mm. Really enjoyable. But let yourself. I mean, after we played uh, the Connect, we'd done the waveboard, the the wave race type game on jet skis. Uh, going through and it it handled brilliantly, played really really fun. And imagine if they again system linked that, so you could go against each other instead of just going on a single player you, one. You you can um, two player on one connect though. That's the thing about the new connect. The it's it's got a lot more points of recognition, so it'll pick oh, up yeah. like four people at once or something silly. So I think that'll be really really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that again, if you're gonna if you get the Xbox One four connect, that's definitely the day one yeah. title for you to get. And then so Forza, we had a go of, um, which again just looks beautiful. And because um, we played that, we got to have a photo with a, a girl wearing lycra um, on a podium. That we did. It's good. It's good. It's entertaining. I, I was I was pole position. I, I was first. Pole position. Is that some kind of euphemism? Weird. Um, and and that's it. Oh wait, no, I forgot the highlight. <laughs> Zoo Tycoon. Zoo Tycoon was amazing. Zoo, Zoo Tycoon, probably the worst game to be playing a demo of or a thing like that because it's like, right, put put the uh, the savannah enclosure over here, pick an animal and it's just like, just bored. So then you can uh, become the park ranger, have a walk around and you press Y and he whistles and suddenly this uh, golf cart that's shaped like a tiger appears. And you jump in that and you start ragging it around the place. Going, get out of my it way, was, I'm a tiger. It's highly amusing. It's awesome. It's <laughs> just oh, look, there's a jump. It's just like playing GTA, but in a zoo. Yeah. <laughs> Although awesome. it would be ace if you just set the animals free to yeah. just go around and just maul the, uh, mm-hmm. the passerby. So but, buy it for that. But incidentally, um, so we did all that, and uh, what day are we on Sunday? Yeah. So day before yesterday, PS4 came out. Woo! Yeah. Um, I just, I, it's weird. I've heard an awful lot about Xbox One launch. I've heard very little about PS4 Europe launch. Yeah, it's very, very bizarre. But I don't know whether that's because Xbox One was like the the first big launch. You know, it was like it was everywhere. And this was like the second PS4 launch. Yeah, I also think as well it's because people still get taken a bit aback by how successful the Microsoft console is considering how much the mm-hmm. 360 didn't bomb. But it 
everyone was genuinely surprised by it. So they were really intrigued to know how the Xbox One was going to play out. It's a lot because of, they I messed up so many times on the large shots for this. <laughs> everyone was like, right, okay, yeah, in the radar. But it worked out all right. <laughs> yeah, it worked out really, really well. Mm -hmm. And the PS4, yeah, the the launch lineup just isn't as strong as the, the Xbox Ones. I, do you think that? Adds, I don't think there's that many first party. I'm not sure there's any big, like, um, kind of exclusive games on either of them that would make anyone really want to raise arm buy it. I could be wrong. No, I, I mean, there's nothing. I would like Killzone. I would not be like, oh my god, I need to get a PS4 for Killzone. Mm. And again, with like Knack, I wouldn't. I, it, as great and as fun as they are to play, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rush out and get it just for that sole purpose of having of playing yeah. that on the console. Um, again, likes of Rising, as much fun as Killer Instinct is, it's a beat him up at the end of the day. Yeah, so and it's had some bad ever... press, and it's also had people go, well, you only get one character. Like, that's free. Yeah. You're buying a brand new console, and they're giving you, essentially, they're giving you a game for free. It might not be a full game, but it's it's something that, you know, it's another yeah, game to play in it. It'll, it'll pass the time, won't it, at the end of the day? Massively. On Christmas Day. Because mm. that's when most people are probably going to end up playing their, their games and, and going through it, so... Yeah, why not? It'll pass the time while you're in between fours or laps and whatnot. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, but also, the um, the any of the disk drive issues they were talking about with the Xbox One launch, they're giving everyone a free digital, yeah, digital download, download game. of the game, which so is pretty cool. Any of the Microsoft Game Studios games, pretty much, isn't it? Forza and, and the um, the other fun thing is, if you if you bought it and then you realise that it wasn't you know, that sort of great, hopefully you might be able to get away with uh, downloading another one of the titles. You reckon? Maybe. Maybe. We'll soon find out. Will we? I don't know if you have to send off like a receipt or whatnot to prove you purchased it or... Or prove that it's faulty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not sure. I'm not sure how you'd manage that, to be honest. I remember buying... Um, in fact, yeah, was it Xbox? Yeah, it was the original Xbox. I bought it day one. I traded in um, a load of Dreamcast games um, and bought um, an Xbox One on launch day. Um, and then they dropped the price. And when he said really the Xbox One, he means the original the Xbox. Xbox. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, of course. I meant the number one, like the original, the OG. Um, and it was, the price dropped within a week or two. Yeah. Dropped it by about 50 quid. And it was oh, all yeah, news. And they were like, well, well, yeah. And then they said, oh, have a free game. Um, anyone who already bought it. In fact, two free games and a controller. Yes. That was it. Which was brilliant. And because I worked at, a game shop. I traded those games in for pretty much full price. I think I think I returned them because they had barcodes on <laughs> <laughs> and the controller, um, and bought lots more. Nice, it's awesome. But yeah, that's all I remember. But um, I'd, I'd be so happy if if Sony would do something similar to this Xbox One tour. It would have been great. But they yeah, they it was quite same. a low key affair, wasn't it? Didn't really do a massive launch party or yeah. anything really for it, which was genuinely surprising. I know they they know it'll sell, but. Still, it'd be nice to actually give something back to the fans. Yeah, but I've definitely not heard any reports on. It was a resounding success. They've sold this many consoles, but you know, again, maybe it's because it was it was its second launch, so it wasn't as big a, a deal. Maybe. Right. Should we go on to just a brief news rundown because that took up a lot of time, Reg. Okay. Um. Can I start? If you must. I've got one thing which is quite exciting. Schwam Martin. Um. Have you ever heard of a thing called Shemba. GDC? <laughs> Yes, I have. Which, coincidentally... Game Developers Conference. Does yeah. relate to Shemu. you are right. Yes, I know. <laughs> I can see how you jumped in, I knew it was. Yu Suzuki um, is doing a classic game post-mortem um, at GDC in March, San Fran next year, March okay. 17th, okay. Um, where he's literally just chatting about the entire history of how Shemu came around and what it means to him, everything like that. He's doing it with a friend who is apparently going to be his translator. Okay. How do you guess who his friend is going to be, Dan? Wrong. Shigeru Miyamoto. No. It's um, Mark Kearney, who is a Sony guy. A um, Sony guy. Yeah, he's one of the lead architects of the PlayStation 4. I'm, I'm getting really excited interesting. about this now. Um, but Very yeah, interesting. So, it sort of ties up little rumours they talk about their list of wish games and dream games to come That's out on right. PlayStation format. You've got to announce something. I know that they've already said, please, fans, don't get too hyped up, but you can't have these two together in the same room and nothing magical happen. Because it's Yu Suzuki, for God's sake. He he is this, he's the Shenmue man, and Mark Kearney is the guy that can make dreams happen. So, <laughs> combine them both together, yeah. we're, we're going to have Shenmue on and it. Your and powers combined. Unfortunately, even though they released um, trademarks for Shenmue uh, 3, 
the other day, uh, the whole internet got up so excited about this. It was a hoax, unfortunately. Sega have confirmed that yes. it was a hoax. Pretty much every year that happens, doesn't it? But it doesn't matter because we're going to have some Shenmue announcement, I reckon, at GDC. Not long enough away. March, yeah. Hmm. If I had tickets, if I possibly. could go, I would go. Very I would be the happiest guy in the world right now. But that would be so, be so good. But yeah, so March 17th, we're going to have a, an amazing... And apparently he's going to release it online as well for people to watch. Is that um, is that this week's Shenmue news? finished well no because i suppose when you're listening to this um it'll be oh, monday geez. so the day after oh. is going to be the uh the shamu tweetathon on um dan steers clear of twitter day so what you got to do everybody and i mean everybody yep. is you've got a hashtag All 99 followers give you why you the shenmu license yeah and then just put up some amazing thing like i really want this to happen yeah i like boobs yeah just anything you could literally put i at dog food give you the Shenmue license and okay. it will matter it will it will bring something good to the cause so we need this we really need this just to give Sega again another month where we can be like look how many people we've done this time around we keep breaking your your Twitter account it's going to happen more yeah. just fucking give us Shenmue something Shenmue related new please for the love of God <laughs> even if it's a HD remake Shenmue 3 I don't really care just give me Shenmue it's going to be the safest thing they could do that HD remake it's it's not going to be that no no even if they don't HD remake it if they just go right here's a port of Shenmue one and two on the PlayStation or Xbox I'd be like I'm fucking all over that again a lot of people would be <sighs> be so good absolutely so good but yeah that's my Shenmue news out of the way okay right you finished then yes right um there's reports this is movie news movie news Kickstarter yep this is going against the grain and not even segueing. Although it begins with S, like Shenmue, so there's two things beginning with S. I thought you were going to go on another way of this. No. What? I thought you were going to go Segway, which is a mode of transportation. Begins with S as well. Ooh. Uh, I was going to go for the the fact that... No, was I wasn't going for that, yeah. I was going to talk about Spider-Man. All right, okay, go on then. Talk about Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So you know we're having Spider-Man, uh, the amazing Spider-Man 2, 3, and 4. Mm-hmm. Right, well... Um, First of all, apparently, they may not all be Amazing Spider-Man. Right. They have greenlit three Amazing Spider-Man movies, but we might find that one of them um, is a spin-off. Ooh. Because so, they, they, the idea is exactly the same, same thing that Fox are doing with X-Men. They've decided Avengers did pretty well, didn't it? It did yeah. do pretty well. Um, so why, what, they, let's do it with our characters. Let's give it a go. So X Men, they've decided they're going to have all these new spin-offs. They're going to, you know, going to start just churning out the movies one a year at least. Um, but also, um, uh, Sony are going right. Well, who've we got? We've got Spider Man, and there's a lot of characters that go along with Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we can do with these TV Spi- series. Uh, well, who knows? But it, 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 at this point, it's movies. Lots and lots and lots of characters. Basically, the guy um, who uh, runs Sony Pictures I, and said, I quote, we are going to access Marvel's full world of Spider-Man characters, so be on the lookout for new heroes and villains. Ooh. Mm. That sounds so, exciting. everyone's talking Venom. Yes. So, that's been a long time coming. That's It's been going, they've been talking about that for years and years and years. So, I, I can see that happening. Definitely see that happening. Been talking about maybe Black Cat because they're talking about introducing Felicia Hardy into the next one. So nice. a Black Cat spin-off might be good. Uh, who else? I mean, I think they'll keep Green Goblin into the main storyline. But um, it's not. I don't think there's that many characters they could do a standalone Not that you could with. warrant your time with. As much as I love Spider-Man, mm. uh, his villains work great in bit parts. Do you know what would be amazing, though? Um, Superior Foes of Spider-Man. You honestly really need to read it. So good. It's the the Nick Spencer um, Spider-Man spin-off where it focuses on um, like one of the villains trying to um, start a new Sinister Six. Oh right, okay. Um, so funny. It's just really just mental, just off the wall, but really really good. Highly recommend that. Only about three, maybe four issues in. But um, yeah, very very good. Have to yeah, that, uh, and Nick Spencer is awesome. He is very awesome. Yeah. Um, but the other movie news, yeah, this was breaking today. I, I, it turns out that Facebook and Twitter is now my source of uh, of daily news. I don't need to actually turn on a TV anymore. 
Um, that's it. It's it's come one of those things now, isn't I it? I found out uh, Michael Jackson died. Um, joke. Yeah. On Facebook and Twitter. Oh, of course. Yeah, Sikipedia is immediate. I don't. I bet Sikipedia wasn't ready for this. I think because Sikipedia was ready for at some point in the next ten years or whatever. Yeah, for Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson to die at some point. So <laughs> people had the jokes that they're ready. But this was completely, completely out of the blue. Um, Paul Walker from the Fast and the Furious series died in a car crash. And See, this this took me by surprise, mainly because the missus this morning was like, oh my God, Paul Walker's well, died. And let's like, face it, in, in, all, in, in all complete, res- in a, as respectful a way as I can say this, when you read on Facebook or Twitter, Paul Walker f- of the Fast and the Furious movies has died in a car crash, your immediate response is this... Uh, someone's having a joke. Yeah. Because, um, you know, <laughs> and that's not to say, you know, there's anything funny about that, but just it's it that that is exactly what someone is likely to say. But as it turns out, no. Um, wasn't driving, but him and the driver um, were in, like in a Porsche or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a Porsche. Photos yeah, and everything. About it. It just it looks <laughs> On the way to a charity do as well, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. Unfortunately. It's mental. 40 years old. Oh dear, mm. he will be missed. He did last. He did live fast and furious. I bet he did. Um, that's. I, do you know what? It's a really small, slow news week, and plus we wanted to talk about Benning's ladies a lot. We did want to talk about Benning's ladies a lot. Yeah, I did enjoy that. Yeah. And Reg has got a brief one more thing about a dog with no legs. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. We um we need to. You don't need to get it up. Just it's as simple as there's a dog with where he's got we, two. He's got two front legs. Two front legs. Um, he was Reg a. Post the video. He was a boxer puppy. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, he's got two front legs, no back legs, but he's got a tail. A tail. Um, and he looks amazing. He he, he runs around right. like a normal dog. Red dogs. Red said, "You got to see this dog. This dog has no back legs." So I thought it was going to be one of these where he's in like you know the little doggy wheelchairs. Yeah. He runs yeah. around on his front, but no, he literally balances. And and he sits and stuff. He he does, lo- does he does everything. Like everything a normal dog does. Runs around on know, two legs. If he if he wheeze, will he fall over? You know, because they cock the leg. I reckon he, he can balance stuff. on one. I, I reckon. So he's going like a flamingo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a ninja, like wax on, wax off, just standing there on one leg. <laughs> Although no, they only cock the leg because they need to get out of the way. But it's the, usually the back leg, isn't it? Yeah. So he probably doesn't need to. He's got no back leg, so That's he's good. free to just urinate as he pleases. As he's running around, probably, but he's got no problem. I will post this video, though, because it's quite entertaining. It was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that, but that's it, really. <laughs> that's about all we need to say on the matter. Yeah. Yeah. True you not. know, there's always a lot of animal news comes in. I think it's just nice to end it on a, on a happy note after the last sad, unfortunate news we just discussed. What? Of Shenmue not coming out. How rude. Of it being a hoax. Is that what you mean? Yes. Of course. Of course that's what you mean. Yeah, it wasn't nothing to do with Paul Walker, but no. it was all about Shenmue. And uh, the sad news of Steve not being here? Well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what have we got exciting coming up, though, before we go? Um, we're 42, so we're 10 away from 52. Woo. Are we celebrating 52 instead of 50? Are we yes. celebrating 50 and 52? I say we celebrate more 52. Yeah, the new 52. Um, but also, um, I talked ages and ages ago um, about us doing a special episode where I was going to do a quiz. Yes. Um, and we haven't done it yet. Well, I've decided. And the only reason I'm putting this on this podcast is because then you're more likely to feel obliged to come. <laughs> right, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, we're going to do a New Year's special, which will be the, the, uh, the quiz. So that, that's it now. How exciting. Have to come. Um, so look forward to that, people. Um, if you want to stay up to date, I mean, obviously you do, come to join us on our Facebook page and our Twitter page and our YouTube's pages, which are g.e.e.k, um, just after facebook.com, twitter.com, youtube.com. Easy. G.D.O.T. E.D.O.T. E.D.O.T. K.D.O.T. Not D.O.T. at the end. That's one too many D- dots. G.e.e.k. Um, stuff and things. Pictures when you join them. Exactly. There you go. Join dot the dot, dot pictures. Dot to dot it. Yeah. In between, and you'll realise that yeah. you should go to geek.com. Yeah. And what else? Yeah. Second pod. Oh no! I shouldn't say anything, should I, Reg? Oh, no, I shouldn't say stop anything with the about a second pod. I should never. I should never say it. Right. That'll do.
Um, I've been Dan, and I've been Reg, and that's it for today. Time to geek Time out. Time to geek out. Bye. Bye. See ya. Yeah.